Welcome to the Cooking for Chemo podcast. I'm Chef Ryan Callahan, your hostess with the mostess. <laughs> I get bored doing the same thing over and over again. I know, but you have to for consistency because new people jump in on a middle of podcasts. But don't we, don't we want to, don't we want to catch them off guard, not knowing how silly and spontaneous I am? I'm the producer, Jesse Callahan. <laughs> So what's the purpose of this podcast? <laughs> the purpose of this podcast is to tackle the eating-related side effects of chemotherapy and discuss practical real-world solutions to make your food taste great again, which means we teach you how to cook better and eat better. We don't make your food taste good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we yes. do. So today we are going to talk about how to prep and store your food to help you save time, money, and energy. And I always say time, money, and energy are three resources that are finite and replenishable, but they do run out. They're valuable. They're very, they're the three things of the most value, time, money, and energy, yes. and they're all linked, right? So basically what I wanted to go over today is a few easy things that you can do to make your life easier on a daily basis. So I've come up with a list of four ideas on what you can do to make your life easier when you're cooking or living with chemotherapy and just make your life better in general. Even if you're not going through chemotherapy, these will work to make your life better in general. To save you what? Time, money, and energy. Yes, that's, <laughs> that's a place that everyone can use some improvement in in the kitchen. I mean, we, we run a pretty lean and efficient kitchen, but there's always things we could do better. Yeah, and what do I always say? You know, we're like, oh, should we start a new project? We're like. I don't know if I have the time, money, and energy to invest into a whole new project or a whole new idea, right? Well, investing the time, money, and energy into this topic will help you save <laughs> and open up time, money, and energy in other areas. And now we're wasting everybody's time, so let's just jump to All it, right? All right, go ahead. Okay, so number one. So let's say you've just come back from the grocery store and you've bought everything. You, you listened to our grocery shopping on a budget there you go. Uh, podcast, and you listened to our uh, making meal, a menu and meal, meal planning, planning. Ep episodes as well. So you've just come back from the grocery store, right? You've got all your beautiful things. You've saved money in the process, right? Time and energy, right? So what I want you guys to do is... We've got the decision on what kind of food we're going to make for the week, right? Well, what I want you guys to do is pre-cut all of your veggies and put them into resealable containers, right? Because one of the things we talked about was making sure that you have similar ingredients in each dish, right? So if you've got a bunch of red onions, you got a bunch of red peppers, you got a bunch of green peppers, you got a bunch of celery, what so have you, right? Wouldn't it be easy at that exact moment in time to sit down and spend 15 minutes, 30 minutes at the most, pre-cutting up all of your veggies for each meal, right? That way before each meal, you're not exhausting going, oh, I gotta cut this, I gotta chop this, I gotta measure this, I gotta do this and the other, right? What if you had a bunch of resealable plastic containers that you could pre-cut everything into and just put in there a whole thing of red onions, a whole thing of red peppers, a whole thing of green peppers. And the good thing about doing this too is to help reduce food waste down it the does. line because if you wind up not using or needing as much as you thought you were gonna need, most vegetables freeze pretty well. Yeah, as a matter of fact, everything and you I- you could use it later. Everything I listed freezes pretty well. Um, but the idea here is that it saves you time because it's pre-cut because cutting, as they say, changing tasks takes the most amount of time, right? Between, um, you know, like if you just sit there and cut everything up, maybe 15 minutes. But if you have to cut for 15 minutes and then cook and then cook it's and exhausting. then cut and bounce back and forth, it takes extra time, right? Well, imagine that all you have to do is go grab it, pull it out of the refrigerator, throw it in the pan, put the leftover back into the refrigerator for the next dish. And all you gotta do, and then you're cooking right away. And now dinner literally only takes you 15 to 30 minutes. Exactly. I just heard that you saved them time, money, and energy in that. And number one. <laughs> <laughs> what a jerk he is. Time, money, and energy. He's saving it. Okay, so number two, 
This is something we do on a regular basis at our house. And I really yes. recommend trying this. Um, it doesn't work with everything, um, but it works in general with a lot of things that are ingredients that go into other dishes. So what I recommend that you do for number two is bake off all of your meats ahead of time to use and throw together meals, okay? So for example, uh, we smoke a pork loin on a regular basis, right? We keep like, I don't know, what, eight pounds of smoked pork in the house at all points in time, because it just goes into anything. You can yes. throw, you can use it as pork chops, you can use it as uh, part of, you know, fried rice, you can use it in a lo mein, we can add it to pasta dishes. I mean, we can do all, we do, we do an unbelievable, oh my, so you'll it's so smoke, good for breakfast. You'll smoke <laughs> a whole pork loin, but we don't like freeze it the, as a no. whole. We break it down into usable portions. Right and pull it as we're ready to Exactly, use it. we put it in little portion bags and yeah. so on and so forth. Same thing with uh, when you guys go get a big pack of chicken, don't buy the bags of chicken, guys. Those those bags, they have holes in them. They're really low quality chicken. Um, they're not good for anything. Get the, get the big yellow packages. You can get them at Walmart. They're usually like nine bucks for a big tray of them and they're really high quality meat. Um, what you wanna do with those is just get a baking sheet out. Set your oven to 375, right? and you wanna just get a baking sheet out, put some foil down, some baking paper or something like that, and put the, trim your chicken, you know, get all the fat and nasty bits off, and then put it all on there. Sprinkle it, salt, pepper, basic seasoning stuff, right? Throw it in there 45 minutes to an hour until the internal temperature on the biggest piece is 165 degrees. Pull it out, let it cool down for a half hour, put it on your cutting board and slice it, throw it into a, a mixing bowl, and then measure and weigh out each bag, put them into bags or little like plastic reusable containers, freezer bags, stuff like that, Weigh out four ounces, that's a serving of chicken, okay? Into individual servings, day datum, which is which means, sorry, that's an industry term. Um, write what day and time you made them, so like today is whatever day today is, right? And then you write what it is and how much it is, you throw it, that all into your freezer. Well now, when you know you're gonna make, you know, chicken salad or you're gonna make a uh, Caesar salad or you're gonna make, you know, a stir fry dish with chicken in it, some Chinese Kung Pao chicken, whatever you want to use it in, you've got some ready to go roasted chicken that you can literally throw into anything. And all you gotta do is defrost it in the microwave for like 30 seconds and it's ready to go. This has saved us so many times because we're, we get busy working, we get distracted. Oh, it's five o'clock, we're starving. Yeah. And now we don't have to defrost uncooked chicken. We literally, just quickly reheat the chicken we already cooked right. and throw a meal together within 10 minutes instead of having to cook for another hour and a half. Exactly, and there's no defrost time really. It's just bing, bang, boom. The exactly. only thing this doesn't work with is fried chicken uh, or General Tso's chicken, but you could, could pre-make fried chicken and then freeze fried chicken pre-made. You can't bread cooked chicken, unfortunately. It just doesn't work. I yeah, try. we tend to stick to chicken, <laughs> uh, chicken breast and pork on on this topic, mm -hmm. on this number. It, you could do it with hamburgers. You could pre-cook your hamburgers, you know? They just aren't quite as good. Some things, yeah, you wanna bake off. Yeah, right? you could do like meatballs though. That's another thing. Well, and the, here's the other half of that. Even if you don't pre-cook it, you can pre-make it, it yeah. and have it ready to go so it can cook. All you have to do is throw together and then wait for it to cook yeah. as opposed to doing, it frees up time. But this way. step basically saves up an hour every meal. Yes. Of cooking time. Yes. The so first one saves about 15 to 20 minutes, and the second one saves about an hour to an hour and a half. 
in reality. Uh, so number three is make a few soups or sauces and then freeze them for later use. I do this all the time. Yes, um, we do. <laughs> I make way too much. It's just yes, the two of us. <laughs> it's the two of us and our fat little dog, right? And there's a reason our dog's fat. It's because he gets a lot of leftovers. Um, <laughs> don't judge us, He's right? He's happy though. But makes like, you know, like I make a lot of sausage gravy and we're on a diet and you can just can't possibly eat as two people on a diet a whole batch of sausage gravy in one or two days. So take that gravy, which is a sauce, put it in individual portion containers, freeze it. Why not? You know? And with chemotherapy, sometimes you can only eat a little bit. Right. There's no point in wait, and if you, especially if you liked it, there's no point in wasting it. So freeze it so it lasts longer. Yeah. And when you guys get done listening to this podcast, just get on the internet and search for um, freezer and microwave safe portion containers, four ounces, those, or eight ounces, sorry. Eight ounce portion containers, freezer safe and microwave safe. Those will save you time, money, energy. It's like 20 bucks for a case of them. It's a thousand of them that you get the last you a whole year. They're reusable, they're washable. They don't contain we any We literally used them in the Chinese restaurant yeah. when we worked there uh, for for the soups. Soups and, and sauces. And they were so and hot and they held yes, so well. They do, and they freeze super well too. Yes. Okay, so that brings us to the next idea of freezing. Um, freeze your leftovers. That's a free instant meal. You've cooked it. You've put all the time, money, and energy and labor into it. Look, guys, I'm going to level with you. My name is Chef Ryan, and I am terrible at eating leftovers. And now everyone <laughs> says, hi, Ryan. You're right. Hi, Ryan. <laughs> I know you're terrible at le eating leftovers. I have to make you eat them sometimes. <laughs> I, I'm a chef. So we don't waste food. I blame this on being a chef. I don't like to eat the same thing over and over and over again. Some people can eat peanut butter jelly sandwiches all day every day some people can eat a salami sandwich all day every day me. some people can eat eggs every day me eggs every day oh <laughs> eggs are gross um <laughs> but um freeze your leftovers right you made some pork fried rice you couldn't eat it all before it goes bad put it into individual portion containers freeze it freezes really well you've got some lo mein you've got some spaghetti sauce you've got some pasta most food that's cooked freezes really, really well, especially if you put it into the right container. container this is yeah. where those eight ounce portion containers really come in. Um, like I said, it's a free instant meal, saves you time, money, energy. All you gotta do is learn how to properly defrost in your own personal microwave, which will take a little bit of time, money, and energy because they're all <laughs> a little different. Um, and that's it, you know? And one of the things you guys wanna think about is that you wanna make sure you always write the date that it's made, what it is, and the calorie content of each container. And there's a couple reasons for this. Number one, you need to know when you made it, right? Is this chicken I made two years ago or is this chicken I made last Sometimes week? Sometimes it could get buried in the back of the freezer if you don't rotate through your food quickly enough. And that could be And I'm not weird. saying that I've ever left something in the freezer for way longer than it should have been in the freezer, right? <laughs> Most people have. You should also write what the heck it is. Because let me tell you, beef and broccoli looks a lot like sausage gravy when it's frozen. <laughs> <laughs> or beef stroganoff and sausage gravy look identical when frozen, you know? Yes, yes. Or vegetarian vegetable soup and minestrone look identical when they're frozen, you know? Label, label, label. Label, label, label. And then you put the calorie content on there because it helps you to keep track of how many calories you're eating. So if you need to gain weight, then you know, oh, this minestrone soup is only 120 calories per cup, right? Or you know, oh, this sausage gravy is 700 calories per cup. Not saying that that's what it really is, but just for illustrative purposes, right? Right. That way, if you need more calories, you can say, oh, I need to eat this and this. And you can put these things together because counting your calories helps keep you from starving because then you know exactly how many calories you've eaten versus how many you've expended. And remember, more calories gains weight, 
less calories, loses weight. Exactly. Well, that's all for this episode. Those were really helpful. Thank you, by the way. Oh, you're welcome. That's all for this episode of the Cooking for Chemo podcast. Before we end the show, we want to say thank you to everyone that helps to make Cooking for Chemo's online resources free. And if you'd like to help support Cooking for Chemo, simply visit our website and click on the support CFC button located at the top of every page on cookingforchemo.org. You can also support us by purchasing a copy of our Gourmand award-winning cookbook, Cooking for Chemo and After. I'm Jesse Callahan. And I'm Chef Ryan Callahan. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening.